Welcome to Feed the Sheep Podcast. This is your host, Ross Steele. We have a very special episode today, uh, which I would consider probably a bonus episode, and it may run into two uh, episodes for this. Uh, we're going to dive into a little bit of relationships, and I have a very special guest with me today, um, my good friend Devin, who I've talked about many a time, but Devin Nork, a uh, lifelong friend. He was in the waiting room as I was being born. Uh, that's how long we have known each other. And uh, he's also my accountability partner, community service buddy. Uh, he's a worship leader at our church, attorney with his own law practice, husband to Lily Nork, and a true man of God. Devin, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks so much for having me, man. Uh, I can't tell you how excited I am to be here. Um, yeah, as you heard it, I was there when Ross was born. At least that's what we tell everybody, but we were too young to really know. Well, that that's, that's, I was there. I remember. Yeah. And I want people to believe that. I think that that makes a story even better than what it might really be. Well, we grew up together, so that's <laughs> yes. just, it's far easier to say that. <laughs> For sure. Um, well, as always, let's start with a word of prayer, Ross. Yes. Father, thank you for the opportunity to uh, get on this platform, Lord, and use it for your glory. Uh, may we continue to do that. Be with Devin and I as we discuss through our conversation, through our questions, through our answers. May you be at the center of it all. And may we point everything back to you and back to the cross and what you have done for us in your name. Amen. 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 All right. So, yeah, man, what's going on? I People, people kept giving me crap because I was talking about... I've mentioned you a couple times, um, but I got other people on the podcast first. So why, why, what took you so long? Well, you, I think you might've asked me first and then I, you said, Hey, I want to do it about relationships, but if we're going to do this, you need to get permission from your wife. And then I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll go talk to her. And then I totally did it. it. Yeah, I did. <laughs> and when, when you, and then when you were like, yeah, Quentin's going to be on the show. And I was like, what the heck, man? Why, why haven't I been on the show yet? And you're like, I'm still waiting for you to get back with me. Yeah, and your wife was right there when I said she it. She was. So then I asked her right there. Oh no, we were on like, the phone. Yeah, yeah. And she was like, Yeah, it's totally fine. And I was like, I to- see, I told you. So it was all fine. <laughs> yeah, now it's fine. Yeah, but you could still air this first. You don't have to air his first. It's uh, fine. Too late. It's already, happening. It's already set up. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, it's fine. Anyway, so so by the time you guys hear this, you will have heard Quentin uh, and our discussion with one of the seven seven deadly sins pride um and quentin is devin's younger brother uh this family of five we all grew up together so that's kind of our relationship with each of them my relationship with each of them and hopefully you guys can get to know a little bit about more about them and then the wisdom that they each bring in their own respective fields um but i wanted to point out how Scripture doesn't necessarily ever point out or discuss relationship like dating per se, but there is a lot to learn from and see in uh, regards to marriage and from our completely different spectrums right now of uh, you being married for almost four years now. May 12th, four years. May, uh, four years. Ten days uh, before my birthday, so I never forget it. Okay, so that's May 22nd. This is birthday. If anybody wants to get him something. That's piece of advice that I'm giving <laughs> you guys. Get married. That's something easy to remember. Yes, that is a good piece of advice. You'll never forget. Um, and then on the other side of it is me, who completely single um, and in, in the season of singleness right now. So 
one who is experienced with you know successful relationship because Lily was really your only one and we'll get more into that um, but then myself who has failed at relationships over <laughs> no. time and time again it's like what Thomas Edison said you learned that many ways not to have a relationship he didn't say well anything. he's talking about the light bulb but yeah similar concept okay learned so, so many we, different ways how not to do a relationship you know and you put all that into practice for your future one not everybody gets as I don't even know if you'd call it luck, you know, what I had, because there was still a lot of, you know, oh, yeah. right now I'm doing with my hands like an up and down motion. Yeah, like there were a lot of lows, just as many highs as there were. Okay. So, so that's a good point. That's good, good segue there. But I want to hear, um, and those who are listening to hear a little bit about your background and your relationship with Lily when it started, how it started, um, just seasons of life at the time, like what, Bring us in the loop so we can have a better understanding of your guys' relationship moving forward in this conversation. So um, I guess I'll just go back to the beginning. We met, um, it would have been like October of 2012, uh, fall break. I think it was Spring Mill State Park. Um, and I actually, at the time, I kind of like, I saw, I, I met her sister, Sierra, and I was like, man, she's cute. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's terrible. Background, Sierra yeah. was in my grade yeah. and she was my first grade crush. <laughs> Sierra, if you're listening, you I just shot you out. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully you don't listen to this one. I can't remember. I think she might sold that necklace or something you got her. Oh, I got her teddy bear, teddy bear roses. Yeah. Valentine's Day, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah we just and an, and that. a necklace. Yeah, that's fun. Anyways. So, yeah. so I met her. Um, I didn't really meet her, though. I mean, it was just like, it's so vivid, though, that I remember it. Um, we were at we were camping and I didn't know her family, but I knew the Rushi family, which is a, you know, a family that you and I both know from Appel. Um, and so I got to, you know, I got to know the Ratzliffs, which yeah. is my wife's maiden name. And so we met, we talked. Um, I even loaned her one of my pocket knives wow. at the time. I know. It's like a ring. It's buzzling stuff back then. <laughs> um, but then, you know, we didn't really, there wasn't much after that. So, you know, probably after that fall break, um, I remember seeing on Lily's on her Instagram or something, she had like her phone number on there and I was just like, okay. And so I texted her and then like, I would say within like two minutes, she was like, so do you like me or do you like my friend Julia? I was like, so very front. Wow. At the time. I know. Bold. Yeah, I know. <laughs> very bold for like, she was like 14 at the time and now reckon I was only like 15, I think. Yeah. But, um, so it, it kind of just kicked off after that. Um, we, I don't know, we just started talking and, and, um, you know how teenagers talk, I guess. Um, and we just kind of really kicked off after that. And it's just kind of went into this spiral of a relationship after that for multiple years. Yeah. We were dating and then well, so what, what grade was that? That was so I, her I, freshman year. Yeah. And then I was, in okay. Junior. So I'd have been sophomore we and started dating June of 13. So we started dating like six. Yeah. What would that be like going eight, eight months after? Yeah. There. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so started dating about eight months after you met her. So here's the deal, guys. Fun fact of the of this episode here is that um, the fun fact I would say is Devin and I grew up together. Um, oh, I had the reputation <laughs> of the wild child, the wild man, uh, partier, troublemaker, whatever. And what Devin held back from saying was that <laughs> we actually um he met her dad 
while he was doing community service with me. I figured there'd be another question. Yeah, no, no other question. <laughs> so Lily's dad, now Devin's Jim. father-in-law, Jim, his first interaction with Devin um, was him doing community service with me. And we, we, we held up, not held up. <laughs> we, we were taking some push pops actually. So you wanted to from a dollar general. hold up a dollar general. We didn't hold up a dollar general, but we took some push pops and Gatorade. Yeah. <laughs> it was <laughs> one of our lowest moments, but Hey, we were in high school. We As were young children. and dumb. Yeah. I was, I was selling them out of my locker at school to a guy who was paying 20 bucks a pop. So I was like, yeah, let's make some heavy profit. Anyways, we got community service for that. That's where Devin met Jim. And I'll tell you, you know, Jim, he, uh, I guess the thing that he remembers most from that interaction when, you know, Officer Mills dropped me off that day yeah. at the Ball Diamonds for spring cleaning was this kid's wearing brand new shoes. And I was, I was wearing brand new Reebok Zigs oh, and they got Ziggs. destroyed. <laughs> yeah. He was just saying like, what a dumb kid. What a dummy. <laughs> but now moving forward from that, yeah, we're that was our first interaction. But what Devin still didn't say and what I've been leading up to was that because of my uh, reputation in our small town, Devin had to win her parents' approval over. So they met eight months later, started dating. But in those eight months, I've always said nine months. So it was probably eight to nine months. Devin basically, he ghosted me for eight to nine months. And he, he kind of ghosted me. And I was like, bro, what the heck? He was like, dude, Lily's parents just don't approve of you. And I... I want to marry this girl. <laughs> well, yeah, and so that was. I was like, bro, we're in high school. You're not gonna marry her. Grow up, blah blah. But at oh the yeah, end, he was at yeah, the time. He I was said like, that. dude, it's just high school, bro. Because yeah. I had never really been in like a serious relationship, right? And so I remember really like, yeah, I, if you want to call it ghosting, I was just I saying that like, you know, I just focused on, you know, proving those good attributes that I had. And he didn't have those attributes when he was with me. We just got in trouble. Well, they just didn't show out. They weren't shining through. Yes, that's true. <laughs> and so that was, you know, that was a whole thing. So you know. that's their, that's the whole thing. Those uh, things still get talked The beginning about. Of, of, of Devin and Lily and um, how I played a role in that or lack thereof because he didn't <laughs> hang out with me, I guess. Well, very important. Now her parents love me though, if anybody's oh, yeah. wondering. They do. They do. Um, and that's because of Jesus, not because of what I did. Because <laughs> Jesus is... Jesus helped turn his life around. And yes. then they were like, yeah, yes. I guess we can like Ross now. He saved me. And... Uh, I owe it all to him. So, um, with that. with that going forward, I guess talking about uh, your first serious relationship, I want to ask what what's what 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 would you look at uh, when you're looking for a partner? What's one thing that you should look for? I guess in this phase, and then now that you're matured through your phase yeah. and you're married now, but like, what's one thing that you should look for, or those listening should look for um, in a lifelong partner? I don't know if it's so much what you should look for, it's what you shouldn't look for. You shouldn't look for worldly qualities. Mm. It shouldn't be where you start. Oh. Like, because I think that that's where I might have, you know, when I was, you know, 15 or 16 and when Lily and I started talking or whatever, I just thought she was so beautiful and mm -hmm. she was so nice and she was so yeah. quiet. And that wasn't anything like me, you know, but what drew me to her was like how she was as a person. Okay. Right. And I think that that caused a lot of problems in the future and that we can talk about later. But right. I think that what you need to look for or not look for is don't look for the worldly qualities, look for the spiritual qualities. And so it's like, you know, is this person patient? Are they kind? Are they devoted? Are they loyal? You know, and like those could be considered world, worldly qualities, but look at them from the standpoint of, you know, of Christ, are they depicting the image of Christ? Oh um, yeah. 
And I know that that sounds like hogwash. Like, you know, it's just like this. Everybody says that, you know, be like Jesus, be like Christ. And I get that. But I think that what I've learned through the years is that, and I think it took Lily and I a long time to figure that out. Because like, you know, you've talked about in your podcast, like I didn't have my revival until around the same time that you did. Right. So like I was living in the world for all those years. And so I just think that if you're, if you're looking for a spouse, don't look for someone that's attached to the world. You know, like if they care all a bunch about money or if they care all a bunch about, you know, all these things, like they're probably not putting their focus where it needs to be. Not that you can't have those concerns as you go, but you know, you really want to look for somebody that's depicting, you know, God and that they're, you know, I don't really know how other way to right. put it. I think it goes a couple different ways. Um, I think, and I've talked about this before is kind of this idea of theology of the body. Yeah. Um, I've listened to that one. Yeah. Uh, and so with that is, is, um, you know, Christ as the bridegroom, Yep. the church as the bride. And, uh, when we look at this is when we're looking for partners, it's as a female is looking for a husband, one who's going to serve her, one who's going to sacrifice for her. And one who will lay their, their life down for her and their family and provide for her. And then on the flip side of men, when we're looking for the women, for a woman, uh, a lifelong, a bride, um, is one who will, you know, serve him um, and, and, and you know, submit to their authority. Faithfully, loyally. Faithfully. Yeah. And this is the part that I wanted to bring up because it's so easy that it gets misconstrued, especially Christian men sure. will say, no, I, I'm the authority. You submit to me. But a part that gets left out of that is, is the, uh, cause they, it's there, there's that verse in scripture is like the, the, the woman will submit to the man. Yeah. But, but what's also a part of that scripture <clears throat> is how we should, that the, the woman, yes, submit to the man, but the man should sacrifice for the woman just as Christ did for the church. And if you men are not sacrificing for your spouse, for your significant other, um, then why are you expecting her to submit to your authority if you're not following your end of the deal per se? I think you've like people totally miss the mark when they read that because they don't read the second part of that verse. You know, it's just like they, they, they miss it. Oh yeah. And I think that it's so important that like a marriage, a relationship is not a power trip it's a balancing act right and truly like if you don't like uh if you don't let you know like you're like i i okay lily and i as an example right you know if lily wants to do something if you know and i'm i should support her too she's loyal to me but through sacrifice and service of what i'm doing for her is to be that supportive husband and so you know when my dog got hit by a truck you know she was like i feel like i need to quit my job and i was like it, not going to like that traditional, like she shouldn't be working yeah. anyways. But I was like, I support that decision because um, of the service she's going to be giving to me by helping my dog. Right. You know I mean, so like that, and you know, I've had to make sacrifices for that in terms of I have to work more, I have to do more things. And so I think that um, it's really like, it's like being on a balance beam. Like, you know, if you, if you lean too much to the left, you're going to fall. If you lean too much to the right, you're going to fall. So it's like, you have to take that whole verse into context mm-hmm. when you are doing a marriage because yeah. it's not about authority if anything, I think that it's probably the least thing that it's about. Yeah. It's more about sacrifice. It is. It's about, it's about relationship. Just like it's about relationship with Jesus. We're not about religion. We're about relationship. Yeah. I'm not about, you know, traditional marriage. I'm about relationship. 
Yeah. You know, like that's what matters is what's your relationship like? Because if you're in a marriage and, and I'll tell you from experience that, you know, I went through many times where it was like, this sucks, you know, and I think that's because I wasn't understanding or maybe even my wife wasn't understanding that it's a balancing thing. Yeah. And that you both make sacrifices and you both have to be loyal and, and we're all called to be like Jesus, not just the men, mm-hmm. you know, so. True. Amen. It's, a, it's important. Amen. Did, was there ever a time when, when you were dating that you just like knew like you were going to marry her? <laughs> I'm serious. And, and I asked this question because people, people think there's just like, yeah. there's always just this moment. Yeah. And I didn't know if you had that. And if so, when was it? I mean, if Lily, if, when Lily listens to this, I know she'll be laughing because I think we just had a conversation probably like, um, I don't know, probably a week ago. And what's today? February 15th. So like a week ago, we had a conversation. She's like, Devin, you literally told me you wanted to marry me after like a week of us dating. And like, she's not wrong. I did. Like I, I was saying that, but I was like, well, you were saying it too. And she's like, no, I wasn't. <laughs> I was like, Lily, I saved our old messages from like 2014. You have your messages from 2014. I used to screenshot them for some uh, reason. All like the lovey-dovey messages we'd send back and forth. So I've got, you remember KIK? Oh, KIK. Messaging app before there was like WhatsApp and all these different things. Like yeah, that's which what KIK just turned yeah, into like porn, but. Yeah, it got really bad. That's not what Lily and I used it for. <laughs> okay. She just didn't have a phone at the time. Yeah. So she couldn't really text. And so we texted, she had an iPod that had Wi-Fi. And so that's what we used to text. But mm-hmm. what I was saying was, is that. I don't know if there was ever this moment of clarity where I was like, I'm going to marry this woman because I was telling her from day one, yeah. you're the woman I want to marry. And, you know, I just went to this love marriage game show thing at Life Church. Oh, yeah. And and that guy said like the same, he had like a similar experience where like he met this girl who was his wife that was up on stage with him. And he was like, after our first date, I called my parents and told him I was marrying this girl. And he, he did. Knew. And so I think that wow. there there is that type of like that might be your moment. It's just like at the beginning yeah. you want to marry that person, you know, because all the time people are like, well, I got to get to know them and all this and all that. And you know, how are they? How do they vote? How do they do? Like, <laughs> yeah. What do they do? Are they a heavy sleeper, light sleeper? Do they snore? I mean, like Lily got to learn all those things later. <laughs> and I think she's like, yeah, he snores and he's nuts and you know. But I just told her from day one, like I love snores you. has night terrors. <laughs> night- <laughs> we won't get into those here. <laughs> I'm working on those. Oh, but gosh. yeah. I, I, so I don't know if there's like a specific moment. It's just I believed it from day one that this is the girl I wanted to marry because she embodied the characteristics of somebody that I'd want to spend my life with. And I think you can usually tell that pretty pretty right off. Yeah. You know, it doesn't take more than an hour to know whether somebody has characteristics that you'd want to spend the rest of your life with them, mm. you know? Yeah. So. Um, that's good. I, another thing while you were dating, I was wondering um, if you'd share, like what were some struggles that, you um that that you notice and maybe you didn't notice in the moment um but now in um in your walk now looking back at everything um what were some struggles that you had that you knew um you had to overcome well i think in the beginning a big problem that we had was trust I mean, being 16, 17, 15, 14, like, you know, being those ages between, I think that, you know, just being in high school and with how society is, we had a really hard time with trusting each other. Mm. Maybe not so, maybe it was me more, but I just had like 
massive trust issues for no reason, by the way. There's nothing that happened in my life that given me trust issues. I think it was just that. And there's nothing she did. No, I mean, not. I mean, what it she was. broke up with me a bunch of times. But <laughs> I mean, but we were kids, you know. Like yeah. we, were, we were young. It's right. not like we're. I'm 25 now, and she's sure. 23. So I think that in the beginning, I think a lot of it was just like immaturity. Yeah. And so yeah, I'll change it from trust to immaturity. I think we were just immature. Mm-hmm. And I think that people used to tell me like, oh, well, you're so much more mature than her. And I look back on it and I'm like, no, I wasn't. <laughs> she was immature in her own ways. I was immature in my own ways. And yeah. it's like, if you can get through that, <clears throat> I think that later in life, it turned into um, your priorities. And so like, I had a lot of priorities about school and law school and wanting to do that. And I didn't give a lot of, um, I didn't like put, cause it's supposed to be God first, you know, family second and then yourself. Yeah. Like, you know, the way the hand is, you're the bridge in between. Sure. Um, but I think that um, I let a lot of my personal interests get in the way of my, you know, my dating, my engagement, and then my marriage. Um, and I think that as I got older, like lust became a big problem. So like, you know, I'm sure you've already, I think you've already talked about this a couple of times, yeah. but like, like lust is got to be one of the greatest destroyers. And I think that that really got to Lily and I a lot because when we were dating and engaged, you know, we engaged in this lustful, sinful behavior. Yeah. Uh, not that we wanted to, felt the spirit moving us all the time, like you need to quit this. But then when we got married, felt that conviction. Yeah. Yeah. But then when we got married, it was like lack of intimacy, and so then there mm. was anger, and so I think that, um, like, you know, we dealt with that a lot like moving in but i think that it was because of my personal interests i think that yeah. because i was so focused on myself and what i was trying to accomplish that it created a lot of hardships in our marriage moving forward and i and i know that you know it's hard to believe because you know like most people didn't know what was going on but i'm a very open emotional person and so i i didn't you know i'll tell anybody because I, I look for anybody for advice because yeah. um i really do love my wife and loved her back then but uh, I think that we just struggled a lot with uh, our own personal interests. And I think Lily would say the same thing is that she had this image of what marriage was supposed to be like. And, and I had this image and they didn't line up. And that's the problem is that when you go into marriage with expectations about how something has to be, mm-hmm. and then when that doesn't happen, but then you're already married, it's like, that's why we have a 50% divorce rate because it's so easy uh-huh. to get out of it. If you don't have, if you don't have that spiritual connection. Yeah. And the other thing is that I suffered from a lot of addictions. Um, you know, like I had a vaping addiction or a nicotine addiction. I had a pornography addiction for a while. And I think that, um, like Lily knew those things. I mean, I was, I wasn't like dishonest with her. I mean, I definitely was dishonest a couple of times about the vaping. <laughs> yeah. She, there were like moments in, in, in our lives where I think that my wife has powers <laughs> because I would just be sitting in I used to dip the uh, nicotine and, and I'd be sitting there. I mean, I'd put in a, you know, nicotine in my mouth and then I'd get a text message from my wife. Are you, are you dipping? What are you doing? And I'm just like, I just put it in. What are you talking about? I know. know. (laughs) It is just like that happened. I had to have happened three times. She had your FBI agent on speed dial. I guess. Still not sure who that is, (laughs) but I just mean that, you know, I suffered from a lot of of addictions. You know, they talk about everybody carrying baggage, but I think that we're really, and maybe you'll ask this later. And so I don't have to get into it yet, but like where the change happened. So we can get into that after. I struggle with a lot of things in our marriage and I, and I don't blame anybody but myself for those things because you're responsible for your actions. Yeah. You're responsible for how you think you're responsible for what you do. Yeah. My wife's not responsible for any of that. Right. And so once I was able to 
pinpoint those things and destroy those idols in my life and destroy those things. I mean, I can't even explain how much better things have gotten since then. Yeah. That this is that kind of brought on. A, there was something you said that kind of brought this question on. Um, <clears throat> and I'd been thinking about it a little bit lately and it's not pertaining necessarily to you and Lily, um, sure. but just your thoughts in this. Um, do you think when it comes to dating, not relationship, I, I see there's five categories, single dating relationship, married, engaged. A lot of times people see single dating, married, engaged. Um, you mean engaged and married? Yeah. Engaged, married. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> married, engaged. Uh, single dating, engaged, married, mm-hmm. but I think there's single dating relationship, engaged, married. Mm-hmm. Um, and I preface that because I wanted to hear your thoughts on for those who are single or pursuing, you know, a lifelong partner or whatever. Do you think that it is okay um, to date more than one person at once? That's a tough one there. Puts you in a weird situation, well, doesn't it? Well, it depends what we're contexting as dating. Well, that's like, why I said dating? single dating, dating like, relationship. You know, because married. when I was younger, it's like, hey, do you want to be my girlfriend? Yeah. yeah. And it's like, so now you're tied. So now, now you're in a relationship. Now, yeah. So you're talking about dating as being like talking to somebody. Well, so I would call it, you know. What, the, what, what did you say the first one was? Single. So I would say it, for me, it'd be single, talking, dating, engaged marriage. Because like the talking is like so you you would yeah. see okay so because when you're talking to somebody you can take them on dates, you know yes you, you can take them out to eat and you can take them to the movies before you've asked them to be your girlfriend or boyfriend which would make that a relationship because you're going on yeah. dates yeah so AKA so 18. so now that that's the context so swap, now people swap, swap yeah, what sure. people think as talking as dating yeah I think you can but I, I think it I think that when you do it has to be done. With in honor, way. yeah, because when you do it, like where you can't, okay, you have to, you can't it. go on a date with somebody, kiss them, and yeah. then go on a date with somebody the next day and, and kiss, kiss them. them, right? Because like, why are you kissing that one and then kissing the next one? That's a problem. Yeah, don't do that. But if you're going on, I I went out to dinner with somebody last night, okay, and we had a great dinner. We talked a lot. I got to know her. Okay, okay, I would go on a second date with her. You know, a week later. There's, there's this other girl that I also think is she's a nice person. So I'm going to take her to do putt-putt or whatever. Yeah. And so you do that. And, and I think that that's fine. But I think that if one if girl A found out about girl B and girl and vice versa, that you're still going to have a problem. Well, because that, I think that if people don't have the same mindset that you have going into it, yes, then it's a problem. I think, I think there's two different types of people. Mm-hmm. What, well, before we get to yeah. that, I think that we also need... To, when I say do it with honor, it's being upfront, being sure. open, being there you go. authentic yeah. with so it. I think that probably helps a lot. And like being like, hey, just so you know, I'm also going on dates with other people. And I want yeah. you to know if that doesn't work for you, um, then that's okay. And we can just go our separate ways. Sure. So that's kind of like the way of doing it with honor. But there's two different t- types of people, I think. And one, I think, is that person can is okay with dating multiple people at once mm-hmm. um and then there's also this but don't want to be dated by somebody who's dating multiple people at once oh yeah and then there's the people who don't really don't really see the benefit or want to date more than one person at once but they're okay being dated by somebody who's seeing more people than once sure and the the end goal obviously and that's why it's like 
you got to be really careful and do it with honor because I think the end goal, uh, where their heart really is, is like, are they trying to find a spouse or are they just like looking to have fun? Because looking to have fun is like not, even if you're just like, you know, looking for just like a fun time, not That's like what culture sexually. tells you is yeah. okay. It's, right. like, it's okay to do this. It's okay to date multiple people. Yeah. It's okay to have sex with multiple people every week. I mean, yeah. like that's what the society tells you is okay. Mm-hmm. But if you're looking for something genuine, that's not what you're going to be looking for. Yeah. Or that's not what you're going to be stepping in. Yeah. And it's just being honest up front with yeah. those people. And if you're ever in a situation, I'd say like, I probably you obviously, be. but like if you're <laughs> listening and you're in a situation where that, that happens or presents itself, uh, you know, have, have your own discernment about it, you know, take it to the Lord. Uh, if you feel convicted about it or buy it, then I wouldn't do it. Do but, something different, yeah. Yeah, there's nothing in scripture that shows us how to date and to date properly. I mean, there's a lot about marriage and stuff, and we'll continue to get into that by talking about some do's and don'ts and more questions, but that's going to wrap it for this episode, um, and there will be a part two of, I don't even know the name, it'll probably just be relationships. Um, part two. Yeah, relationships, part two. Um, so make sure you guys tune back in, um, next week for that. Uh, and then we're going to dive right back into this with Devin. So let me, let us close out in a word of prayer and then we'll come right back here next week. Lord, thank you for uh, this opportunity to discuss these uh, topics with Devin talking about dating and uh, the struggles that we have faced in our lives. Um, Lord, may this just be an opportunity for others to hear our message, our testimony in our lives um, and and failed relationships and then and then successful marriages, Lord. But more than anything, may those listening see and hear your voice in it all, see your wisdom through it all. And may we ultimately glorify you in all that we do in your name. Amen.